1: Look out? It's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein, I'm a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a Wi-Fi password, and I love films. As Ernest Hemingway once said... All thinking men are atheists until they see the Muppet Christmas Carol and then they know for sure God exists. Every week I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. If you've never heard the show, check out the back catalogue. I've got Ricky Gervais, i got Jamila Jamil, I've got January Jones, i got Jamie Dimitri, i got Al Green. But this week, my very special guest is the one and only superstar comedian and podcaster Anne Edmonds. If you do enjoy the show and you want to support it and get more content, come and join me over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein, where you'll get extra guest questions for most episodes. You'll get videos, guest list tickets, recommendations, all sorts of stuff. This week, there's a full 20 minutes extra with Anne. That's really deep. You don't want to miss it, quite honestly. And remember, best of all, if you do become a Patreon member... Not only do you get all the good stuff, you don't have to hear this bit about becoming an effing Patreon member. You get the whole episode, no ads, no bullshit. Give it a look over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. Also, there's a geezer who has made merchandise for this show, which is amazing. If you go to podcastmerch.co.uk forward slash films to be buried with, you can own hoodies, t-shirts, baby bibs, caps, anything you can think of with all sorts of art on it. Have a look go on, have a look. You may as well. Anyway, here we go. Anne Edmonds is a stand-up, a character comedian, a writer, an actor and a podcaster who I met about six months ago, maybe more. And I instantly thought she was one of the funniest people I'd ever met. I was very excited to get her on the show and I think you're going to love her. She'll be back in the UK in a bit. So if you've never seen her live, oh, you must go and see her because she is so fucking funny. So that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 62 of Films To Be Buried With. Hello and welcome to Films To Be Buried With. It is me, Brett Goldstein, and I'm joined today by a living legend. (laughs) She's an actor. She's a writer. She's a character. She's a panel showist. She's a reality TVist. she's a podcaster, she's one of the funniest stand-ups I've ever seen in the planet, inside the planet. Please <laughs> welcome to the show, Anna Edo edmonds
2: Thank you, I'm clapping myself. Correct. Yeah, yeah, Correct thank response. you. Thanks, Brett. How are that was, you? That was an amazing... That's the best intro I've ever had. Yeah? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, <laughs> if you could come to every single one of my gigs <laughs> from now on, that'd be great.
1: But if I gave you that intro in like, England, people would...
2: They'd be like, "Never seen this person before in my life."
1: <laughs> no, but you know, like in America, they go like, "You've seen her on this." And yeah, yeah. But in England, if you go, "You've seen her on this," they go, "Who? Oh, fuck off."
2: That actually sounds like how people introduce themselves to you face to face in America. It's like, I'm a podcaster. I'm an actor. I'm one of the funniest people in. The... You're like, All right. Yeah. I just, I just want I just, my coffee. Yeah, I just. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get my waxing done. <laughs>
1: Uh, so you are here in London. Yes. You've come to my house. Thank you so much. That's very kind right. of you. Uh, flew all the way here. Mm. Um, I mean, so many things to talk to you about. First thing i say is, so I met you at Tiffany Stevenson's wonderful new material gig, yes. Old Rope. Mm-hmm. You showed up. We sat in the back together. I did not know you. Mm. I Frankly, had never heard of you. I had no interest. Anyway, <laughs> Turns out we had, a, we had a right old laugh backstage and I thought, no, I'll stick around, sure. And then you went on stage. I could not believe my luck. It's the funniest fucking thing I'd seen in years. I was crying. I thought, she's fucking funny, this one. <laughs> and then I start listening to your podcast, The Grub. Oh, The Grub. Mm. You may have uh, heard me mentioning this before.
2: Mm.
1: Funniest podcast, go in. And I recommend it to everyone. <laughs> it is you, Greg Larson.
2: Greg Larson. And Ben Russell. Russell. Yes, yeah.
1: Tell the listeners who don't know the grub yet what it is, because I yeah. don't know either.
2: Well, yeah, it's a bit loose. The grub. It's it's. I guess it's a sketch. We call it a sketch comedy show.
1: Do you ever write? It's not all improvised, is it? Or do you it's, have? How does it work?
2: It's very loosely written, as in we turn up an hour before and say, "What ideas have you got?" Right. And then we might, if if we're on a, if it's a good day, we might write four dot points and go, we have to at least hit that. Okay. Or it's just put the microphones on and, the, and then just improvise for like five, ten minutes. And then Greg has to edit it all,
1: oh, which okay. I don't envy him. So we're getting the best bits of it because they always seem, yeah. they've always got an in and an out and a, yeah. they're always quite tight.
2: I guess that's, if you improvise for long enough, you're finding out. <laughs> 20 minutes in.
1: <laughs> Greg's so, just cutting 20 minutes out. Right. Pretty
2: much. So we talk a bit as ourselves, but then we'll go into certain characters, or call in, or just do a scene, or play yeah. some music and start improvising. And it's great; it's so fun.
1: Yeah, and mm. you now have running, running regulars. And, mm. I mean, Annie Carroll is my favourite.
2: Does she um. translate here? There an Annie Carroll.
1: Yeah, I think.
2: Type in the UK? <laughs> I think
1: we've all got an Auntie
2: Carrot.
1: <laughs> Have you actually got an Auntie Carrot? She's you know, kind that's... of
2: a merger of a few people who will remain nameless. Like she's the attitude of some people with the the voice of someone else. That's how I normally oh. get a character going. It's a combo of about five people I know.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah,
2: because then you can't, they can't pin it on you either.
1: Yeah, because they go, it sounds like me. And they go, it sounds like you, but not, you not. Lovely. No,
2: it's not. No, Warren, no. No.
1: Wow, <laughs> and I don't know uh, Greg and Ben, mm. but they're funny too, and you're very, very good funny. together. How does that? How did you know each other for years?
2: Well, uh, Greg and I have been working together for ages. Mm-hmm. We've done a sketch show called Fancy Boy, and then we did my show called Edge of the Bush. He was in that, uh, and Ben. We've worked with for, uh, Ben and Greg have worked together on live shows, and then we've all come together
0: right. for the
1: Grub.
2: So yeah, I mean in in Australia, it's a fairly small comedy scene,
1: and you do. Yeah, your, your Whose crop. idea was this? You just said, should we start making stuff? I think
2: Greg and I were like, oh, we've got to do something. Yeah.
1: We've got to have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Has to, well, it. I
2: think creatively too, you know, podcasts are amazing because no one's watching it. We've we've all come off TV shows where someone right. else has been saying, don't do that, don't do this.
1: Right. And so
2: we all wanted that freedom of like, oh, fuck it. We're doing whatever we want. Love it. And it's really liberating. It's really good.
1: Yeah. it's. Uh, and also... You know, without, like, taking the, analysing it too much, it's really funny. You have really funny ideas. But also it's the sort of joy of the three of you having fun. Yeah, we're and having making so each other much laugh. fun. Yeah. Sometimes when you are doing something so ridiculous yeah. and you're, you're, <laughs> you can hear you guys thinking, what the fuck are we <laughs> yeah. doing? Great. And no. it's
2: pretty, it's, I mean, it's called The Grub. Yeah. So I don't know what a grub means here. I think
1: it is. Uh, well, it's in in your thing. It's a it's an insect that lives up Greg's bum, right?
2: Yeah. There there, there is a character that's emerged now yeah. called the actual grub. He talks like that. Yeah. And lives in Greg's bum. So that's the kind of caliber. Of, that's what we're talking about. Here. <laughs> but also, uh, a grub in Australia is a bad person. Right. So the Prime Minister even will say that bloke's a grub. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that means he's a, you know, he's can't be trusted, he's dodgy, he's... Right. Yeah. We love to get into the dark side of Yeah, it's of all things. really
1: dark. Yeah. But funny. <laughs> and you and and you want to do, because I didn't get to see it and I tried by piracy and I couldn't work out how to steal it uh, at the edge of the bush. Yeah. Because you're not allowed it here. It's banned in England.
2: Oh, it's... Right, um, the edge of the bush is my yeah. It's a, a series I made. They're ten minute episodes where I pay, play four members of the same family. Right. Who, do you know there's there's a thing in Australia called calisthenics,
1: like a workout thing.
2: It is. it's actually a form of dance and competition in Australia. Okay. It's where jazz ballet meets gymnastics. <laughs> About time they did. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Right. And it was invented in Australia, and they do it in group performances, and it's kind of insane. And it's a, it's a dark sort of Scandi-noir comedy oh, based great. on calisthenics. Mm.
1: <laughs> I would really like to break the system so I could see Yeah.
2: It. I can send you links. Anyone that yeah. wants them, email me. I'll just send
1: them. I don't care. Yeah. Do that. Uh, and you are now in England. Yes. You're About I don't know when this will come out. so It might have passed, but you're doing your show at the same. Oh, didn't you get win the award in
2: Australia? Did you win the award? No, I've been. I'm. I got. I've been nominated four times now. Ah, never, you're Australia's James Acaster. Mm, can't can't get a win. Always a bridesmaid there. Ah,
1: mm. That's so, good. That means you have got four Netflix specials lined up. Yeah,
2: that's true. Yeah. Let's see if the same thing happens to me. James just came out this festival and, and won it.
1: Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. A shame. The, um.
2: But he's very funny too, so...
1: No, he's absolutely amazing, but I I think it's always better to be in your position. I think once you win it... I think it's bad to win it, and I'll tell you for why. Yeah. Because I think it probably ruins your career, because then every every time you get introduced, you're introduced as basically the greatest comic yeah. you'll ever see. <laughs> yeah. And then an audience who doesn't really understand how festivals work and stuff are watching you going, what? "This Isn't the best thing I've ever seen? Yeah, yeah, And suddenly yeah. they're watching you differently. Mm. Like I went to see an Edinburgh winner, I won't say oh, yes. who, at the Soho. And they had a fucking terrible gig and I thought, yeah, I mean, you're such a niche act, and you're wonderful. Yeah. But these people are coming because they think they're going to see...
0: I don't know what they're expecting,
1: uno. but they're, they're thinking it's going to be the greatest thing I'll ever see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horrible position. Yes. Whereas and if also you're always like, the bridesmaid, is like, well, I'll we'll give it a go. Yeah, and yeah. like, Oh, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And also, if like they, once you've won it, there's like, that's the best thing you'll ever do. Yeah. It's and best. it's not, like, it's probably something, because you're still, you're still progressing, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm fine with it. I'm fine. I'm
1: fine. <laughs> <laughs> you seem okay with yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, and you're here doing that show, mm. your nearly award-winning show.
2: Yeah, I'm doing my show called What's Wrong With You yeah. at the Soho,
1: Yeah, which is
2: um, an hour of angry stand-up, probably,
1: I think. What are you so angry about?
2: I think it's just me realising, like, because, you know, I've done a lot of um, self-investigation. Good inward looking, and now I'm like, no, I don't know. Yes, I'm not saying there's not anything wrong with me. There's a lot wrong with (laughs) me. But I've covered that. Yeah. But now I'm looking around me going, there's a lot wrong with a lot of other people too. I might just have a little investigation of that.
1: I like that. And it's fun. So you're doing therapy for the world.
2: Yeah, I'm like, you're all
1: wrong. Yeah. A lot of you are wrong and you
2: don't. And I think my main objection is to people who are who don't have any awareness that they are ever wrong. Yeah. Of which there's a lot in the world at yeah. the moment, isn't there? It's like, no, nah, I'm right yeah. on all sides of politics. It's like, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right.
1: I do worry we're not, uh, no one's allowed to be wrong anymore. No. it's a, We've created a culture where you can't ever admit to being wrong. Yeah, yeah. So,
2: and once you're wrong, you're done. Yeah. Mm. It's a lack of nuance, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Interesting, mm-hmm.
2: so it's fun, yeah. That's a, it's a good show to do, yeah. Know, great, I got a few reviews that were like, <whistles> She's not very nice, <laughs> <laughs> she's not very nice. Five stars.
1: <laughs> um, and you're in England to think about, oh, we talk about this, we can cut it, but you're here considering being here for a while,
2: could be. My partner is Welsh, so yeah. joke's on me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I've uh, been to Cardiff now. I yeah. now understand what what that means for me and my future.
1: Yeah. How did you feel about that? I yeah.
2: S- yeah. Can't understand them, really. Mm. And I don't mean that they're speaking Welsh. I mean...
1: As a people.
2: Uh, well, no, just the English. Sometimes I just can't even understand them when they're speaking English. Right. But that's all right. I'll get there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and and your boyfriend can interpret?
2: Yeah, you? he could tell me what's... It's mostly about lamb. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've been to Cardiff. You know they make Doctor Who there. That's, that's yes. We that's walked it. past there. That's about it.
2: Yeah. So we're obviously we're like I'm obviously spending a lot more time here,
1: right?
2: And I do love it here. So, and it's been exciting because I like being. For some reason, I'm really enjoying being in the worst open mics. No offense. <laughs> Again. And, taken. and just thanks for
1: coming to do the gig.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and just struggling, and I don't know. It's exciting mm. to be.
1: Um, Back at the bottom.
2: Yeah. Kind of yeah. like it, which is weird. Thought I wouldn't, but now I'm like, no, this is. And getting on the tube for an hour and 20 minutes to places and emerging, going, oh. And then. <laughs> <laughs> and going to some dodgy pub that smells and yeah. getting on microphone and just giving it a go.
1: Yeah. I'm
2: kind of really enjoying it. So, possibly.
1: Have you been to it? Uh, uh, there's a gig, I won't say where, that I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, a few years back and it was in it and it was in a pub and I got there and it was like when I got there I was like oh no it's like in the pub just in the pub as yeah, in just they have the bit people can watch, <laughs> it's in the pub there's a corner and there's a mic and the man who ran it was like <laughs> hello mate and he was like um just uh listen whatever listen people start sitting down once it starts like people sort of crowd around and he goes it's actually like is, is it a gangster pub and I was like okay and he goes um and he said, "Listen, it happens nearly every week. There's a woman," <laughs> he said. "She's got very large breasts. She's going to sit in the front and she'll heckle you." And he said, "Don't answer her back." <laughs> and and I went, "Why well, went Because she's the the girlfriend of a of, a, right. of a really bad dude. Uh, so just and he'll be here. So just don't answer her back. And I was like, "Okay." And I was like, "What happens if you do anyway?" Just don't, mate, for your own sake. <laughs> And then as the gig, I was on stage and I was doing, I don't know, 20 and about five minutes in, a woman with very large breath sort of quite ostentatiously moves in front of the stage Mm. and then sat down and then said something. And I listened to the guy and I was like, and i was trying to work out who's the bad dude. And then there was a very big sort of Skinner guy just like nodded at me and I was like, hello, mate. (laughs) And I was like, is this all? Yeah, it's all good. This is the thing. This is the game here. Okay. Oh, thank you. Good fun. And then I did uh, some really offensive stuff about gangster books.
2: Uh, and you made it out, though. You're here.
1: I'm alive, yeah, I ran. You can get followed to the tube. and A little part of me loves that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I like it too. That's the problem. I mean,
2: that. that sparks a bit of interest in me. I'm like, we're, yeah, we're after this I'll, I'll get, get the name of the gig.
1: Like I was hoping she'd turn that. A little part, And yeah. I don't know if that's like masochism or self-destruction or just going like... Come on then, yeah, see. yeah. Let's see what this is.
2: But it also leads to. Well, I like it because I don't hate heckling because I like to improvise, mm. and it just gives you, you just you know because especially in a festival you do the same show night in yeah. night out. Suddenly someone throws something at you, you know, on on night eight, yeah. and you're like, "Hello, I don't yeah. mind this." And you also get to have a yell at them. <laughs> get, you know, just really turn on someone. It's yeah. really enjoyable.
1: Do you ever go full duck or do you always go horrible and then, sorry, I'm only joking.
2: Yeah, no. yeah I mean, I've been known to go too far. Right. Because I, I feel like with hecklers as well, there's a bit of a problem of your response is an accumulation of ten years of <laughs> yeah. open mic. So they'll of- just go, I've been to that <laughs> pub. I'm like, what are you? What's wrong with you? How could you sit there? And, and you're like, And the audience is like, this is not,
1: this yeah. isn't right love
2: that yeah, so I've got I do, I've had a few times like that, and the audience is just like, no you're yeah. something's wrong with you actually.
1: yeah so I know you're, got to I know you're doing it. this whole looking outward thing but yeah I think you need to look in with just very yeah. briefly and check in.
2: There's an anger problem there yeah
1: and mm. oh shit I've forgotten to tell you something mm. oh, shit it's quite bad. is it but yeah, it's bad I didn't tell you this sort of straight away.
2: Is it about my career here?
1: No, no, that's um. In memoriam. Mean, it's going to be great. Uh, the problem is, I oh, i just have to say it, it's awkward, but I think you'll be alright. I actually don't know how you'll feel about it, but uh, mm. yeah, i just say it. I'll say it. I'll say it. You, uh, you've died. Oh, you've died.
2: I got that feeling this morning.
1: Yeah.
2: I was like, I think there's something, I think I'm, I think I'm
1: gone.
2: Yeah. How and did you die? Is this heaven now with you? Yeah. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I'm just in South London. It's not.
1: It's not what they talk about in the books, is it? No, not at all. I think that's what Shakespeare said, meant when he said that there is more in heaven and earth than he's dreamt about and what he meant was no-one's talked about Brett's house in yep. South London.
2: <laughs> yeah. Do I still get... I'm going to a musical after this. Do I still get to go? Uh,
1: if it's a film one, yeah.
2: Is it? Oh, OK. Because it's all films for me yeah, now. Yes. The afterlife is films.
1: The, yeah, where you've gone. Where you've gone, you won't, you there won't be a place, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> It's very little live entertainment except people introducing films.
2: And no stand-up?
1: None. No, uh, there might be a little. You know what? There's a little room in the back. Okay. A little bit of... And some gangsters back
2: there. Mm. That's all right. How did you die? I feel like I'm going to die off the back of a quick switch in my brain, which by that I mean the other day I was walking along. Yeah. And I saw out of the corner of my... A very busy road. Out of the corner of my eye I saw a shop that said Bagels. And I just, my brain just went bagel. And I literally (laughs) stepped out into the traffic. Like, and I, and then I went, no, 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 and stepped back in time. There was a bit of beer ping and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I'm going to die because of a bagel. Because of a sudden, like, oh, fluffy dog or, oh, and it'll probably, like, they'll probably find me out the front of a Nando's. And now, because of this podcast, everyone's going to know that I was on my way in there. Like, I was.
1: I was So you You were walking along on your way to a meeting and then you, you saw a Nando's, your brain went, Nando's? Yeah. You stepped into the road. Yeah. Your other brain, other half of your brain went, step out of the road. Yeah. You stepped out of the road and then got hit by a, 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 a buggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going really fast. Yeah. With a very heavy baby in. Yeah. <laughs> and the buggy hit you. Yeah. And you banged your head. Yeah. On the pavement. And I'm gone. Dead outside dead. Nando's. Yeah. Huge amount of blood.
2: There's blood, chicken.
1: People just eating their chicken out of the Yeah, of it. just it's looking
2: still. at me. Because I feel like in London as well, I don't know that, from what I've seen so far,
1: mm. wouldn't put I don't know if people dinner. would
2: move or ch- no. change what they were doing.
1: I don't think they'd want to make a fuss. No. they it's a like, bit Whoa. embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's
2: an Australian dead out there. Oh, well, <laughs> one less.
1: <laughs> make a little note in everything. one.
2: Yeah, yeah, one more gone. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think that's. It'll be yeah me Nando's, maybe.
1: Happy baby in a buggy. Yeah. Did the happy baby in a buggy even notice the mum pushing the buggy? First? No,
2: she would have because she'd just, just be because mums these days they're just mm. all business, aren't they? Yeah. She'd be on the phone and she'd she's just keep going. She's on her way to mum's. Yeah, time. the only one that would notice was. <laughs> would be the baby who would live with it for the rest of their lives. Right. Something in the back but of their mind. Subconsciously. Yeah, no, something in the back of their mind about a dead Australian. Yeah. And they'd get into drugs. Yeah. And their life would be ruined. And finally they'd do therapy and it'd all come out. They'd do I, like EMDR or
1: something. And yeah. They'd have flashes of.
2: Yeah, me and.
1: You God. shouting at Oh, Hector. don't!
2: <laughs> oh, shit! I was on my way to Nando's! Yeah. <laughs> and, and
1: they're
2: like, like that'll, like, that'll like, ring in their ears for. For their whole lives.
1: And they sort of come out of this hypnotism. The Nando's.
2: Yeah. yeah. Nando's. It was Nando's. Yeah. Mm. In, in Ealing.
1: In Ealing as well. Mm. Sort of makes it worse, doesn't
2: yeah, it? Yeah, it does a bit.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Are you worried about death?
2: I think about it. I do think about it a lot.
1: Yeah? I might daily? even
2: say daily. Okay. The fact I'm going to. It'll cross my mind every day that I'm going to die. Right. Um, and, and it depends on the day or the mood, how much I like get involved in it, so some days it could really take over.
1: And can you tell me, like, on a day without darkening you out? Yeah. On a on a day where it goes a bit, like, what is it you're thinking?
2: I guess. Well, I had a very Catholic upbringing, so that's all okay. in there. But um, it's probably about where I'm like, I don't understand when I'm that I'm going to be here and then not be here. There. Yeah. I also get quite fixated on the moment of death. Like just before it, what, what will I be like? Where will I be? What will I be
1: thinking? Nandos, Nandos.
2: Yeah, <laughs> chicken, chicken, chicken. Lemon and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the dream is, isn't it, that you're asleep, or you're I, like, I'm exhausted. I'm happy to go. Yeah,
1: you're that's like, what you want your last thought to be. Yeah,
2: it's like, oh, yeah. all right, wrap it up. You know, yeah. but I, yeah, that's I, yeah, it's very. Once you start thinking about that moment, it's not pretty existential and pretty like
1: are you worried that your last thought won't be like pure or that like, won't be like a good one you don't I want just to end on imagine a stupid... it.
2: the last yeah. the last thought what will it actually be like will it be i'm off or fine I mean, you hope it'll be like fine
1: yeah
2: i'm going it's been good or maybe there's no i don't know i don't know it's just like a
1: you what you don't want it to be is, oh, no. Yeah. Right.
2: Oh, shit. Yeah. It wasn't...
1: I've never been sold on a dying in your sleep, but it's not something I like to talk about because I know people's, like, have lots of people and they go and they died peacefully in their sleep and I always think, did they? Or, or... were they asleep and then were in terrible pain and then died? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. They just... Just die. did they? Just drift off. Yeah, since, you since, hope so. It's a lovely idea.
2: It is a nice idea and, you, yeah, because I... You know, I've got grandparents who went yeah. like that. You hope they don't wake up. Yeah. No one really knows, I guess, if they woke up the second before and went, hang on, and then... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't really want to think that, but yeah. possible. I forgot mm. to give you the Wi-Fi password. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what, um, so you don't think there's nothing after? No, I do. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, because so I can't... Are you Like, you know, when, you, when you're when brought up Catholic, mm. you go through that classic rejection of it. Mm-hmm and especially now, kind of, <laughs> it's not a great thing to be involved in. But it, the lingering thing has been for me that there, there must be some sort of afterlife. That's stuck with me. Okay. And I also, because I was very close to my grandparents and stuff, or my grandmother in particular, yeah. I kind of, I don't know, and she was extremely religious. There's, for me, like some idea that she's somewhere. I like that. So that's. that's Do you
1: feel like. When you say she's somewhere, as in, do you feel like she's sometimes watching over you? Yeah,
2: which I worry about a bit. Yeah. Like especially, oh, I do wonder what she'd make of, because I wasn't a comedian, but when she, Um, you know, the (laughs) grub. Yeah, I wasn't a comedian. I think she was, I was probably like 22 when she died and I think I became a comedian about 28. So I do wonder what she makes of that.
1: How long have you been a comedian?
2: Oh, no, now everyone's going to know my oh age. Oh, no, sorry, yeah. Okay, no, that's don't, I don't so. care. About 10 years now, okay. yeah.
1: Um, I, <laughs> I think about the being watched over because it's sort of comforting and then when you analyse it, you go, you know, obviously you don't want them watching you wanking. No, You don't no, want them watching you having sex, sex or in meetings. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Backstage.
1: Yeah, just sort of going. Last night in that yeah. open mic. Is that what you do? Yeah, is, is that what you
2: like? yeah. Because she paid for me to have um, piano lessons and stuff.
1: Right. How's your piano?
2: It's fine, but then I I kind of quit it when I was 13, much to everyone's right. horror. And then and now I'm a comedian. I wonder what she thinks if I put any of that to good use.
1: Do you ever think, um, if you, do you like to talk to her? Yeah. Still? Yeah. And have you ever thought about... Genuinely interested in this. I think it's a. I I, I very much like the idea. I'm not against it at all. Mm. But is there like in your head, is it just uh, as in, do you have like a visualization of it? As in, is she like in the clouds? Yeah, I've got a bit of
2: clap. I think from. She's
1: like leaning over a cloud looking looking down.
2: (laughs) I think from um, the Catholic stuff, there's a lot of people in the clouds. Right. So yeah, often you put them in, pop them up there in the cloud.
1: So she's like, um, so folded, head. leaning over her, yeah, or, know, yeah,
2: her head. Yeah, or yeah, or just a her head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just up the, up in the up in a cloud somewhere. Like, All right. Yeah.
1: Cool it dad occasionally, <laughs> and you call up quietly. Hey. You call you you speak to her under your breath.
2: No, I just in my mind I'd be like, oh, you know, i just probably if I was having a, a bad time, I would engage with her, perhaps.
1: So you? Pr- Pray to her?
2: wouldn't call it that. I'd just be like, oh, like, uh, you know, like if I'm...
1: You're always apologising to her.
2: Yeah, a bit of that. And, like, tell. I guess you'd go, tell me what to do. Yeah. Is what you'd, is what I'd say. So maybe it's just part of your brain mm. that's sorting something out for you.
1: So in your head, if you die, when you die, as Nando's kneeling, Ealing, will you be <laughs> joining her on a cloud?
2: I guess so. Hello. Yeah, with my chicken.
1: And she'll be like, you got the wrong source. Yeah,
2: go oh, back. Fuck. Perry Perry. <laughs> well that's
1: nice, isn't mm. it? I like that you have that. Yeah. So it doesn't matter that your your fear of the last thought you have, it'll carry on.
2: Still, you know, no one knows for sure, do they? I wonder how many atheists turn at the last moment and go, actually I am religious.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> because that it's own. pretty it's just terrifying
2: the nothingness, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I um, don't buy it.
2: And I don't know how they, yeah, I don't know how they explain it to themselves in their brain or like to children. Like if a pet dies, I don't know what an atheist. It's a toughie, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, yeah, just gone that one. Yeah. You like not in a better, just yeah, just in the in ground, the ground dead, dead just now, bones. Yeah,
1: <laughs> anything you think doesn't matter because it can't hear you. Yeah, it has no conscious. Ears. Yeah.
2: It's I mean, dead. not that I call myself religious, but I can't come at the nothingness of it.
1: I don't buy it. Mm. I just also think there's too much weird stuff that makes me think there's more to it.
2: Mm. Ghosts? Yeah, yeah. You're one of those people?
1: Yeah, I've had, to, I've had some ghost experiences. Have you? Yeah. Have you?
2: No. I was watching a show the other night about ghosts. It was yeah. funny. On I wasn't intending to be funny. Have you seen that? Gee, there's some good TV here. What yeah. was it called?
1: Like Most Haunted. Yes, thing. Most Haunted.
2: Oh, okay. Where they're all in like a warehouse with the lights off and they're like, just drop a coin if you hear, here. And then obviously a, someone.
1: drops a coin. they all go, oh. <laughs> I like that. Do you like films? Yes. Do you want to make one?
2: Yeah, I'd love to make a film.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just sign course. here.
1: Yeah. Uh, have you got a film you've written?
2: No, I haven't got a film I've written, but I've got ideas. We were gonna when we um, I, Greg, who I worked yeah. with on the Grub, Grub and another comic, Damien Power, and I had a sketch group called the True Australian Patriots for a while, which yeah. was like a right wing. I mean, it sounds it sounds it's hard to explain without people going without people canceling me, but we. Those right-wing movements are big here, I know, but yeah. they're big in Australia too. Right. We've got a little bit of a racism problem. Mm. So we did a sketch show playing three, got three people from one of those groups yeah. who we sort of portrayed as absolute morons. And we did toy with that. film. Yeah, because I know you guys have got four lions yes here, which we watched and loved. Yeah. And when we thought about those, those characters, we thought a film would be a really good way to... To capture them,
1: can you do that, please?
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's tricky, isn't it? It's mm. it's it's a hard one to pitch. You know, yeah. to to a commercial. So, like, oh, you know, um, right wing move. Like, get out. You're like, All right,
0: <laughs> <laughs> just hear me out. Like, yeah,
1: no. What in a second? <laughs> um, you know, Nazi get out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a comedy. get out. Uh, what? Okay, so. There is a heaven, as you predicted, Yes. and it's they're obsessed with films, mm. as discussed, mm. and all they want to know about is your life through film, right? And the first thing they ask you is what is the first film you remember seeing, mm. Anne Edmonds. I,
2: I did. I thought about this a lot, and I for some reason have seen my my childhood seems to be filled with American camp movies like Summer Camp. You know, like those where kids like go... Horror like horror films? No, comedy. like comedies. Right. So the first film that came to my mind was Meatballs 2. Oh, wow. Yeah. Fucking
1: hell, that has never come up yeah. on this. And I'd forgotten it even existed. Mm.
2: And I I don't know what my parents were doing because a lot of those movies had... I'm sure there was like tits in them
1: and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't definitely. think they were...
2: I don't think they were for kids.
1: Are you an only child?
2: No. oldest okay. Older sister, younger brother. Right. So... Meatballs two yeah. had a, also had an alien in it. So Meatballs one had Bill Murray and in you know, it that was nineteen seventy nine, and then this Meatballs two was nineteen eighty two ish, and it's got Bill Bill Murray isn't it? But there's this weird alien in it called Meat Meathead.
1: Right. What's and the plot?
2: The plot is just camp shenanigans, and there's a boxing match in it. Like right. I did go because I haven't obviously seen it for yeah. like a long time and i googled the plot and i was like i don't even remember that all i remember is fart ju- like the yeah. alien farting or <laughs> but they were it's always like a nerd kid or a- an underdog yeah. kid and i think they trained him to become a boxer and the meatballs camp was was a poor or a you know like a budget camp and across yeah. the river was like a fancy camp fancy camp and they were always like competing with them and beating you know and they, in the end they'd always beat them and
1: and it had gratuitous boobs in it I think like so like all 80s comedies
2: but it's hard for me because it's all merged because I also watched all the nerd films like right. nerds revenge of the nerds I don't know what my parents were doing <laughs> 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 and but, you were watching this on your own do you remember no, no, brother no brothers and sisters and Nate like in Australia like our, na- you know, our street where we were growing up was just kids roaming the streets. Oh, great! And we just moved from house to house, and maybe it was across the road where things were a bit looser <laughs> that I saw all this stuff.
1: Interesting. Yeah,
2: but that was the one that sprang to mind.
1: I forgot it even existed. Mm. Meatballs.
2: Meatballs. There was meat. I feel like there were maybe four yeah. meatball meatballs
1: films in the meatball franchise. I th- I'm amazed <laughs> it hasn't been rebooted.
2: Yeah, maybe you
1: need to do a meatballs re- reboot, and then you can do your Nazi film.
2: And if you did it like, well, you do the you know how everything at the moment is like the female version. Yeah, you do women's meatballs, meat, meat fannies, meat, meat fannies. Sounds really that sounds really wrong, doesn't mm.
1: it? I'd see it though.
2: Meat fannies too, <laughs> with the alien, and he was called Meathead, but it was because he'd been saying. They said, "What's your name?" And he said, Meathead. Ted." Ah. Meathead. And they're like, Oh, nice to meet you, Meathead.
1: <laughs> it sounds like it holds it up to be fair.
2: There's a meat there's a scene where Meathead has a joint and floats into the air.
1: Right. I remember that. What does Meathead look like? A person or an alien? No, he looks like an alien. Right. It's a bit
2: I don't when did E T come out? I can't remember. A
1: E. three. One, two, three.
2: Maybe it was I can't yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was a bit in inspired by if aliens were big or something.
1: Right,
2: yeah. The 80s were a bit of an alien kind of time. So it they? was
1: like uh E.T. satire.
2: Could, yeah, Spook. I guess so, yeah.
1: With boobs, which is mm. boobs.
2: Did, is that a common... Were you sort of swamped with American yeah. camp movies here too?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I do often think about how weird it is that all comedies had boobs in them. Yeah. In the 80s. And now they don't. And that uh, it seemed... That it was normal, and yeah. I, I never understood. Is it like are they funny? Is it fu- is it a funny bit or is it literally here's some here's some boobs because you don't get to see them. Here's a treat for you. It was often then,
2: <laughs> it often felt to me like boys looking through. It seemed to be always in the context yeah. of like looking through some peephole yeah. that only one of them knew about. Yeah, in a locker room, and on the other side were boobs. Yeah. I feel like that was often that was
1: the the trope.
2: Yeah, or just someone jumps into a pool for some reason. Yeah, with a white T-shirt on, and then
1: there's boobs. I mean, I do think that, like, at the time when it's films like old school and stuff like that, and they'd always have raunchier and uncut on DVD, ah. and I think that was like. We've put boobs in so that you'll buy the DVD. Yeah, right. So you can watch this at home if you know what I mean. (laughs) That's what I think they were for. But then the internet sort of made it like, well, I don't need to go to see a comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get boobs elsewhere. You can get meat fannies all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great show. Meatballs too. Mm. Uh, What is the film that made you cry the most? Are you a crier?
2: Yes, I am a big crier. Oh yeah. Well... There was a film. I mean, I've got a, f- a few. Yeah. Depends, like from my childhood, my mum used to take us to this like community cinema. Yeah, in Mooney Ponds. Anyone? I grew up near. If anyone's familiar with Dame Edna, yeah, that was where she was. That was where that character was from.
1: Mooney Ponds. Mooney Ponds. Great right, name.
2: And that's where, kind of the area I grew up in, which is very white suburban right. Australia, or it was anyway. So she used to take us to this cinema which was part of the community centre during school holidays and there I saw a film that is it stuck with me and I, I don't even know the name. I've Googled it. I've tried to find it and it was either set in a, on a planet somewhere or in Denmark because I don't know but don't it was are. all children and it was some place where it rained all year round, Yeah, right, and these kids were playing and then... Suddenly it became apparent. This is what I remember. About it. There was going to be like a once in a 10-year event where the sun was going to come out.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: These kids were playing and then they got one of the kids and locked him in a cupboard and forgot about him. Right. <laughs> I know. This is, I saw this when I was about five or something. Yeah. And then the rain stopped and this and they forgot that this kid was locked away Correct. and the sun came out and there was like a shaft of light coming through mm. a vent at right. the top of the cupboard so he sort of saw the sun come through there and then disappear again right. for, presumably for the next 10 years yeah. and i've i mean maybe cuz your fans are like film heads yeah. maybe someone will know what it is i'm talking about but it's really like it was, i remember it being extremely sad i think i cried yeah. And then I wondered why I'd see, you know, my mum took me to that
1: a few times. Is it foreign? It had it subtitles. F-
2: it felt foreign to me, but yeah. maybe it wasn't. You know, it was either set on a planet or, as I said, Denmark.
1: Is that the end of the film, him stuck in now,
2: the No, I'm sure there was more, but that scene. That's haunted you. It's haunted me because he, he, like, lifted up his hand to the light. Oh, and it,
1: Christ.
2: It was awful. yeah. It was really awful. Anyway, so that makes me cry when I think yeah. about it. I don't know if this happens to you, but when you go up in the plane, do you get more oh, yeah. emotional? Yes. So I saw, um, what's that film, Alice? Oh, Still
1: Alice. Oh, Still Alice.
2: Fuck oh,
1: off. Still Alice on a plane. On a plane. I suppose you didn't jump off.
2: I was like, not just crying, like tears. running. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> like that, on the plane. <laughs> And ah, Jesus. going through that because I travel, you know, it's a long way to Australia. Yeah. So you get what I don't know what that is. Is there a is there any medical? Well, explanation? they talk about it
1: a lot on the Care podcast, and I think they call it uh, altitude lacrimosity. Right. Uh, I think there is a there. I don't know if there is genuine science behind it, but some people think it's because you're flying and you're like. Going in to this, th- imagine you, you're so close to death, maybe. Yeah, and yeah. You're shut off in this cocoon. I don't know. Or it's to do literally the altitude makes you
2: a bit looser, a bit sort of I don't know weaker of mind.
1: But I've ne- I've not watched any film on a plane and not cried at it. Uh, even if it's a wild comedy or a Yeah. I watched Fifty Shades of Grey on a plane and cried.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at how bad it was. Yeah. Yeah, so that one, I think that's the worst I've ever cried right. in response to a film.
1: That's um, fair. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you were, yeah, you were asking for
2: Yeah, child. I would never do it again. I was just like, oh, this looks, yeah. and I obviously love. Julianne
1: Moore, she's great. I
2: love Julianne Moore. I'm like, this looks like a nice sort of, and then I was just like, no, it's not. She can't remember. She can't remember.
1: No. <laughs> she's done that <it>, way.
2: <laughs> yeah, the way. Oh, God. What? A, yeah, she's incredible, isn't yeah, she? Yeah,
1: she's one mm. of my favorites. Yeah, she's good. Uh, and you, you cry in front of people? Yeah, don't mind it all
2: the time. Really? Yeah, cry. I'm a I'm a big crier. I haven't? When was the last time? It's pro. It's normally about weekly. Oh really? Yeah, have a cry every now and again. Just get frustrated, cry.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I then think, feel better.
2: Yeah, just get it out. I try and be like more. I think. When you because uh, I've been single for like 10 years. Right. Cried more when I was single. <laughs> I think when you've got a boyfriend or a partner, yeah. you do pull yourself, you get out of it quicker.
1: Right.
2: Whereas a cry when you're single can spiral into, like, a, it can go from the bedroom into the shower. Right. A slide down a wall. You can really go for, you can go yeah. for hours without anyone knocking on the door and going, oi,
1: why not? What do you, cut it out. Yeah. The, oh,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's... that's
2: so I still cry, but I think um, I'm...
1: As I'm, in when you say, because you're having a partner, is it because you're more like, oh, I shouldn't show this I think, much?
2: yeah, I think you just Keep go, the up. ridiculousness of the spiral, I think is yeah. caught earlier. Okay. Where you go, you know, and you're like, and I don't even, like, know anyone in London. And, and then you're like, what?
1: Yeah. What are you talking about?
2: Like... <laughs> Their face makes you go, uh, Yeah,
1: I'm going too I far. I can't yeah. understand what anyone's said in I don't
2: understand the Welsh. <laughs> uh,
1: what is the film that scared you the most? Mm. So, again. Do you like a horror?
2: I don't at all. I don't like horror. Why so? Well, I think it might have to do with this, which is that when I was, again, I don't know where my parents were, but I saw The Exorcist very early for some...
1: And you were Catholic.
2: And I was Catholic and I had like a very bad reaction to that film. Right. And I think I, I want to say I was 12 or... Th- like I, was, I wasn't was like five yeah, but yeah. I was like 12 or something and I saw that movie and at the time I think I was like, oh, yeah. And then afterwards I was like, I am going to... I think combined with the every Sunday at Mass, I was like, I am going to be possessed by the devil. Right. And I lost. I kind of had to sleep with my parents and stuff. I lost the plot. And then I'd be in church on, like, I'd be in church on Sundays, just going like, <laughs> the deep, like they know, like, like looking up at the crucifix, going like, uh, yeah. I just wow. kind of, um, there's some themes there in that film. Yeah. And also, then I found out years later, there's the subliminal messaging in that
1: movie. Do you know mm. about that? What the the shots of the demon in the yes in the dream scenes and in the yeah just little shots of the white face yes yeah so
2: I don't know whether that had some maybe that had some impact on me I don't know but that film absolutely terrified How's me that? to the point where if someone invites me to a horror I'm like I don't know I don't right. I don't think I can come
1: I uh, 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 watched it recently. Mm. Again, I had watched it when I was young and thought it was sort of like, shit, it's not scary. And I watched the reason it's such a good film. Is it? It's a really good... And it's fucking dark. So dark. But it's also pro-church. It's a pro...
2: Yeah.
1: In a way, it's a it's a happy ending in maybe a way. Maybe I should...
2: Maybe it's time to rewatch it.
1: Yeah, it's really good.
2: Is it silly too? Is it like...
1: No, that's what's... Imp- I think I thought it was silly when I was young. Yeah, right. But actually... Because the build-up is so long, yeah, of of kind of normal life that by the time it, go, it starts going horrible, and I also think I had to be old enough to appreciate a child like that is really disturbing. Yeah, a child behaving that way is really particularly horrific. But
2: how old? I can't even remember how old was she
1: roughly. In she's it? like. I think she's like thirteen.
2: So maybe that was the yeah. other factor. It's like she was you my right age, my age, and I was like, "That's." I just would think I'd go to bed at night and go, "I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night and be like," <laughs> and
1: think you're going to wake up green. Yeah, yeah. It terrified me. Yeah. Good. Mm. Good answer. And you mm. never went back never to been. any horror film.
2: I have. Well, I did see one recent. I, I, I saw Get Out. Okay. But I didn't, get, they didn't find that scary. I loved it, but I didn't yeah. find it scary. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, I don't, I don't
0: indulge in the, you don't, in you the
1: don't, horror genre. You don't mess with
0: nah.
1: it. No. Fair enough. Uh-
0: Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, And 1% on anything you buy with your Titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series.
1: That people don't like. It's critically not acclaimed, but you love it mm. and you don't care what anyone says.
2: I thought about this one and I actually don't know if this is I this is more a film that I think if I said around my cool friends that I like. Yeah. I don't know how criti- I don't know about critically right. acclaimed, but um My Best Friend's Wedding.
1: I think that's a good film.
2: I think it's a good film too. Yeah. But I feel like if I said it around like my cool like Art house going friends, yeah. they'd be like, Pff. you know, it's one of those ones that's on yeah. the telly like all the time, yeah. and I'm always happy to engage in that one.
1: It's just, it's dark. My best friend's wedding is dark.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's a lot. It, it's. I think it's a film that looks that's slightly misleading by its like trailer. It looks, yeah, it looks w- what it actually isn't. It's actually quite a sort of dark and yeah. And she doesn't win at the end. No,
2: that's what I like about it, I think. Yeah. And I also identify. She's the bad
1: guy. She's yeah. the. Yeah.
2: I identify with that character too, like that kind of, I can get really stalkery and obsessive, you know, that, and yeah. also once that horrible thing that once something's not available to you, yeah. that's when you're interested in it. Mm. That's a, I've got that tendency in my personality to just be like, oh, now that they're. I didn't want that for years, but now it's not available, I want it. Yeah. So I think that's what I like.
1: Especially when he's quite a dreary geezer. Yeah. The guy who's after like... Yeah. You're like, I think this is all in your head. Yeah.
2: He's He's not that great. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also always the... I'm always the friend too. Right. You know, and I think that's a... You know, you, you hang out in the comedy scene as a female comic and yeah, you, yeah everyone's you always every boy's mate. Yeah, and then they always turn up with like a, some like a hottie or something. you like, I'm yeah. I'm here. Yeah, he's not funny. He's yeah, like,
1: yeah. This is yeah. what you. This is what you. This want. is what you want over.
2: Yeah. over me. I just was funny. I was funny. Yeah, <laughs> and
1: it's somewhere that don't get any jokes.
2: But I don't know. Like I, I don't know if the, probably the jury's out on whether people would put that in a category of like a film that people think is bad.
1: Yeah, I don't think people think it's bad, but I also think people don't realise that it's very interesting. Or some people. Yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. And I read something about it the other day. We were talking about it the other day, and it was the end. Of, they had to reshoot so much of it mm. because test audiences, I think the Rupert Everett part was made much, much bigger in reshoots ah. because without it, she's got nothing. No one. <laughs> she's, yeah. got no, she's just horrible and he humanises her or he yep. makes her mm. and and in a way he keeps it a romantic comedy yes. because their friendship is the, the positive of the film.
2: Yeah, yeah, because, I, I mean, it is very rare for a romantic comedy to finish with the main chick yeah. being like, whoops, didn't get the guy yeah. and and also conceding that they've been a bit of a dick. Yeah. So it is a bit of an interesting, it's a, it's not your, your straightforward.
1: No, it's a good one. mm Uh, what is a film that you used to love, you loved Mm. it, and then you've watched it recently and you're going, oh dear.
2: So the other, I can't remember, a few weeks ago or a little while ago, I watched Dark Crystal again.
1: Oh no, don't tell me this. (laughs) I haven't watched it recently. Mm.
2: Don't know know what's going on there. Really? I don't know what what they're up to, but I don't know what I saw as a kid. I think as a kid I would have seen like puppets and
1: Mm. crystals and... And what did you see this time?
2: Um, just a really confusing and very strange. Hmm. I don't know. I I just, I don't ever know if I made it all the way through it, but it wasn't anything like what I'd seen as a kid. Right. It's it's, it's um
1: very odd. I read a book about Jim Henson and, and from what I understand is The Dark Pistol wasn't a success. It was not a success. Yeah, right. And what he learned from, it was a thing he'd been very passionate about. He wanted to make a puppet film that was not a comedy that wasn't for kids.
2: Right, right, right. That was
1: meant to be like a drama like you're going to take this seriously but it's all puppets. Yeah. And it wasn't very successful and his realisation which is why he then made Labyrinth is that you need one human for the audience ah, to to get it, get to connect to and then they can be in this magical world but yeah, in The Dark Whistle right. there's no earth person, there's no none of us no. in it. So it's just this weird imaginative yeah, mad thing.
2: And there were also some really annoying, like, <laughs> like, like a lot of, there's one.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah,
2: there's a lot of, yeah, come here, come here, come here. That's it. And I was just, after a while, I was just like, I've got to switch this off. It was just like, oh, the crystal. Oh, the day. I was like, oh, I don't know. But yeah, obviously as a kid, I was just like, puppets. Yeah. So did Jim Henson make um, Labyrinth as well? Yeah. Mmm, yeah, right, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. So the which only I also loved as a kid loved and haven't it. revisited.
1: It holds up. Does it? But what's interesting about it now, when you watch it now is it's weirder than I'd remembered. Like the, yeah, the, right. And there's certainly sort of weird sexual stuff in it that's yeah. so weird.
2: Because the girl, does she end up marrying? Yeah,
1: she? and, well, there's the whole thing of his massive cop piece, but also, yeah, he... he sort of is after her and she's in love with him. I think she's 16 yeah, 50, it's all a bit. A bit. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Some strange stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And it's about puberty and okay. things. Mm. But you know, good luck to him. Yeah. Uh, what is the film mm. that means the most to you? Not because the film itself is special. It might not be, but mm. because of the story you associate with seeing this film. Could have been a first date, mm. something like that. What is that film?
2: I don't know about special to me, but I, I had an experience recently where my parents, so my partner Lloyd and I, he's moved, he came to Australia for six months. Right. And, my, and one of, we'd been around there for like afternoon tea, but the second thing we all did together was go to the movies. And my mum suggested a film called Lordor. I don't know if you've seen it, an Italian film called... It's, it's about Berlusconi.
1: Oh, okay. And it's been, it's like was two parts and they put it into three hours. I think it was yeah. about three hours. Yeah.
2: So we all went and it was the rudest, gra- <laughs> most graphically sexual thing <laughs> i ever see. Like if you went to that cinema now, I reckon you'd find claw marks from my, like where I was digging my nails into a chair. <laughs> For three hours. Like, it's like men having sex with women, like, from behind while they snort <laughs> Like like Like, and it didn't, for and it wasn't, hours. you know how, like, you have a sex scene?
1: Yeah.
2: Mate, it was three hours <laughs> of the most uh. intense sexual, and luckily my dad, who's like 78, fell asleep. He, <laughs> he's a very Catholic man. But my mum was just there. And I was next to her and then on the other side of me was my partner, Lloyd, and he just kept going, oh, oh, oh. It, I don't even I, – it, I, it actually was a really good – it's a good movie. Right. But I could, I can barely tell yeah. you anything about it because I can feel the feeling now in my stomach.
1: You lost weight watching it. Oh. it
2: just... And then at, right at the end, Lloyd – We it ended, Lloyd just stood up and walked out because he wanted to go to the toilet right. it wasn't – and I turned to my mom and I just said, just as a joke, I said, "Lloyd's absolutely horrified. Like, he's, I said, he's walked out. He doesn't even want it." And she was like, "Really? Oh my!
1: Oh no, no!" But it was just. She just thought, "Are we going to see an art house Italian film?"
2: Oh, uh, I mean, I don't know. It was yeah, it was truly horrendous. So probably not a special experience. But that's mm. when when I read that question, that was what jumped out at me. It's, yeah. it's the most. The most intense movie watching experience you I've also had. Also, very
1: much maybe want to see that film.
2: You, it's it's involved
1: with my family. It's
2: actually really, really good. Okay. Yeah, it's the same person who made. Is it the pope, Is it the the, um, new pope. the new
1: pope? Is that the guy who made the Grand Beauty?
2: Yes, which oh. is another great film. Love that. Yeah, which my mother my mother loves that film, so that's oh, why we right. wrote this one and the and the new pope. Okay. But this was, it was almost like a three-hour movie,
1: uh, MTV clip right?
2: of just people tits out, asses out, rooting. <laughs> did you say rooting here?
1: No, but I have learned what it meant. Yeah. Copper Sex, root?
2: Copper root, yeah.
1: Steen taught me that.
2: Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's just rooting for three right. hours. Mm.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, I'm in. <laughs> what is the film... That you relate to the most.
2: Mm. I thought about this one and I don't know, you've had a few Australians on. Mm-hmm. Did you have Claudia the other day? Claudia. Yeah, you, yeah, It Has Puberty Blues come up? No. Right. So Puberty Blues is this like seminal Australian movie right. from the 80s. So I thought about it I'm like, mm, I guess in terms of like, because there's not much Australian cinema really, but this was a film about two girls coming of age in, like, beachside Sydney. They're called the shot. It's called the Shire. It's right. sort of like Cronulla, an hour sort of south of Sydney, like, where, you know, and it was just this world of, like, guys that surfed and girls that sat on the beach and watched them surf. Right. And basically this movie is just about two 13-year-old girls who then um, take control, like, uh, you know, uh, like, you know, they want to be with the hot surfy guy and then by the end of the film they surf themselves. So it's this kind of right. feminist. But set in this world of Australia that you would... It's worth watching. if is it good?
1: it's really good? It's really good.
2: It was written by two women. wrote right. It was based on a book and one of them is Kathy Lett who is now... Yeah. She's in the UK now. And I think the other one's name escapes me. But, I mean, you... I mean, you, know, you guys with, like, neighbours and home in a way, you'd recognise the kind of culture right. I'm talking about. But it's a lot of, like, guys just going, go down to the shops and get me a Chico Roll, will ya? And uh, <laughs> it's just... And these girls kind of just in bikinis doing whatever the guys say yeah. and hating their bodies and... And
1: think, was this you?
2: Yeah, well, I you just... Yeah, I just, I just identified... That was
1: the
0: world
2: you were in. Yeah, in growing up, I guess, in, like... In Essendon or Moonee Ponds, that area, it was like footy guys and blonde girls, and very Australian and very like bo- like we call it bogan kind of right. Yeah, um, and that kind of like feeling like no, I'm not, I'm not one of these people.
1: What what uh, did you start surfing?
2: No, I never surfed. Like, I grew up like I don't know, it's not far, but like. Twenty minutes from the beach or something, but far enough to not. But I played netball. You know, there was netball and football.
1: What were you doing? If you started comedy at twenty eight, you mm. found your calling at twenty eight. Mm. What were you doing in your twenties?
2: I was. I, I went to uni. Yeah. Took me. A, I did an arts degree. Took me about five years. did not know what I was failing and mucking around and and then I started like becoming a
1: doctor, but for art.
2: Just arts, I don't know what you'd call it here. This a three-year undergraduate
1: right.
2: humanities kind of okay. thing. Then I did a like, sort of social work qualification. Then I became, I worked in mental health oh, right. until I was about 28, but not like in programs. And, and then I lived in Darwin and I lived in the country and moved around a bit.
1: Did you have an idea that you wanted to perform? No. I used
2: to play music. Like I used to I played the banjo and yeah. guitar and I used to go to open mics and sing. Like I, I knew I had to perform, like a desire to perform, Yeah, but it wasn't until I got to Darwin that I started doing comedy. And, and why
1: th- did you start?
2: A mate of mine who was up there too, she was like, I want to do comedy, I want to try it. And she's like, let's just write some sketches. And we did and we pitched them and someone gave us a bit of money to make mm-hmm. them. And I made this sketch called Raylene the Racist, which went kind of viral back in the day. Yeah. And um, people thought it was real and, and whatever. But I kind of had that, I had a moment on camera where I play, was playing that character and went, oh, like it was like a huge penny drop. Uh, and I never looked, well, I looked, of course I've looked back and gone, many, I need to quit, I need to quit last yeah. night. But, um, <laughs> but that, that was sort of to me like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. But it did take to 28 to work that out.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm. And I didn't, yeah, I wasn't one of those, you know, you, you meet comics now and they've been watching comedy since they were f- mm. 14 and they're like, I'm going to become a comedian. I had no idea really.
1: Yeah. Mm. I don't think I started until I was 28.
2: Yeah. I think it's good because I think you, I don't know, I don't really want to hear from a 20-year-old on stage going, telling me about life a bit.
1: Yeah. somebody's always a mean. bit
2: like, yeah, you don't know.
1: <laughs> you don't fucking know. Uh, Anne Edmonds. Mm. There we go. What is the film that you found the sexiest?
2: Well, this is Other where I arrive the at. Film. Yeah, that was raunchy. But so, Dirty Dancing. Right. Now, so I've just, I've just been involved in a show just before I came to the UK called The Real Dirty Dancing.
1: Please tell me everything mm. about this show.
2: So I get a get a phone call during the comedy festival that says. Would you be interested in going to Kellerman's Resort where Dirty Dancing was actually filmed and learning how to do the dances on site and then performing them in front of the, what they call the Dirty Dancing super fans, who go there once a year and, you know, just celebrate the film Dirty Dancing? To which I said, can I call you back? <laughs> <laughs> and thought about it for two days and yeah. I was like, How can I say no to that? Yeah. So agreed to it. So found myself with eight other celebrities.
1: In Australia?
2: No, in West Virginia.
1: Fuck.
2: They were Australian celebrities though. Right. In West Virginia, in the mountains, in Cal... So that's where Dirty Dancing was shot, even though it was set in the Catskills, I think. Yeah. It was actually shot in West Virginia and it was all within this one resort. So the lake was there. Right. And the um, and this is so it's an Australian TV show. Australian TV show, sort of a reality TV yeah. show. So following
1: you learning the dance, that's the the show. That's
2: based. There was a competition element to it, which we weren't really aware of going in.
1: Right. Is it like a one-off or is it a weekly?
2: I think How it's going to be weekly? like four episodes over four nights or something.
1: Four episodes of you learning the dance and struggling. Learning and, the
2: dancing like. I can't do it
1: and stuff. Yeah, and
2: very raunchy dancing with strangers and then raunchy dancing with each other and then acting out scenes from the movie. So I did the, oh, I don't know, it's probably a spoiler. I don't care. Um, Like the, you know, like the, when she, you know, when she's practising dancing on her own, we did the log. We did, yeah, we did it all. And then we did a lot of drinking as well. Was
1: it fun? Do you regret it? Was this a good...
2: I don't Experience. know. It was like the what? It was the wildest thing I've ever been involved yeah. in. Because they, it was eight days right. in West Virginia, and we were sort of jet lagged, yeah. taken in under the cover of darkness. So woke up in Kellerman's. Wow. And then it was just like shooting for twelve hours a day. Next thing you know, I'm dressed as her, holding a pint, holding a watermelon. Like I can't even. It was like. Did you
1: know the other celebrities? I
2: didn't know them going didn't in. Didn't know anyone? Right. Yeah. And I've got some good mates now. Oh, that's good. But it was a bit wild. Like it was a bit of like all the dancers were there and it was a bit of like after hours. You know, like in the film where you go to the staff quarters. Yeah. It was a bit like that. So we'd all, the cameras would turn off and then we'd sort of stumble into the dancers having their like crazy dance parties and be there till four in the morning and then producers would find, like track you down on a, golf buggy and drag you onto set. Like I just I don't know. Wow. I'm sure it's all gonna come up very family friendly. Oh okay. Yeah. But it was really raunchy. Really? It was really like
1: did intense. You, did you were you happy with yourself as in like were you funny and normal or did you get like genuinely stressed and like, I, I don't want to be filmed being this. Yeah, I you got know what I,
2: mean? I yeah a few times I because I think for Comedians and actors. There was mm. some comedians and actors in it and there were some other people that had come from reality TV background. Right. For me, if a camera's on, then I'm on. I'm on. Yeah. So normally, you, sh- you know, you shoot a sitcom or something. You're on camera. You do your job. The camera goes off, and your microphone comes off, yeah. and then you sit backstage going, oh, I hate myself," or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's the hate process. myself. Hate my life. Hate myself. I just saw. I just saw a frame of that, and now yeah, I'm like, I'm
2: like I'm, I need to. I should have lost weight, and I didn't. Yeah, again. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I've just had a spray tan. Um, and then, um, and then, but with reality TV, it's always, the cameras are always on. So you'll be doing your, you know, your lunchtime, like debrief with someone. You'll like move to the side and see a lens. Mm. And a few times I was like, like there was a bit of get the fuck out of my face. But I don't think any of that. I, I don't know whether that will make it to, it. it could. Yeah. With a real Anne Edmonds on the real Dirty Dancing. Finally. Yeah, so anyway, in response yeah. to that, that was the film that I saw sort of in my teenage years that made me go, ooh, sexy, sexy times. But And then
1: I was... And then you lived it. I
2: was, lived it. I lived it and it was really confronting and raunchy because...
1: What I do was, you mean confronting? Like.
2: Well, I was suddenly dancing with... This, you know, this incredible good-looking dancer from mm. America, real pro, like he's on Dancing with the Stars and stuff. Right. And I'm up within two minutes of rehearsal, I'm in his face, eye-to-eye to, eye to eye contact and gyrating and he's got me on the, you know, it's yeah. it's what you see in the movie. We learn all those dances. And it's, bit, it's like what she went through right? From being sort of like, I don't know, I'm a bit repressed and mm-hmm. a bit sort of, I'm not great with public displays of affection, to suddenly like I was like, you know, almost lip to lip with this guy. It was, ins- it was actually ins- yeah.
1: like. So it was a real joke, like at the end of it, are you like, I'm a fucking sexy dancer?
2: I did. I actually, the the thing I took away from it, I love the dancing so much. Really? Because I always have loved to dance. And that was the bit, performing the dances, I think as well as a stand-up comedian, which you're always just like microphone, wandering around going... Like to actually perform Mm. like a joyous dance or something else. Really love that.
1: That's great. Yeah.
2: But I don't know how, I don't know what we're going to...
1: The people who were reality TV people, Mm. were they like trying to have arguments and stuff? Were they like, we need to...
2: No, because we'd all gone into it with this... It wasn't actually called reality TV. It was called event television. So it was okay. always just going to be this, like, very friendly build-up to a okay. final performance.
1: It wasn't about infighting and...
2: No, that. and it was supposed to be almost, you know, documentary, yeah. borderline, not... That's great. So it wasn't... No-one was trying to make trouble or... Okay. But it was just the intensity of a ca- the cameras always being on and them asking you how you feel about everything. Oh, yeah. Because they want... They're hoping you might go, I'm struggling. like, Yeah. yeah.
1: Did they make you re- re-record stuff and go, can you say that this has always been your dream?
2: They'll make you say things in a more concise way. Right. So you'll say, oh, yeah, I got up this morning I didn't, and I they and can you just say, you love to dance? I'm like, I love to dance.
1: <laughs> 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 I don't like yeah. see this show. Yeah.
2: I think they might have, I feel like it was a British, originally a British format. I yeah. don't know if that's true. Could be. Mm. Uh,
1: how old were you when you saw Day Dancing?
2: I would have been like 16 at a friend's sleepover or something oh, wow. like that. What, yeah. and that was
1: your awakening?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, like that's that's probably, I mean, because, you know, back in the day that film was extremely controversial. Yeah. That was the other thing that I kept bringing up and got, so was the abortion scene.
1: You, kept, I, I, I feel kept, like that's not going to make the cut. No,
2: you? but I brought it up enough times that.
1: what What, you were saying, are we doing that scene as well?
2: Well, I did something quite insane, which was we did we had our final performance in front of the Dirty Dancing super fans, yeah. who were all there and dressed as the characters and crazy. And and out my dance went really well because right. I I love to perform, so I turned
1: it on and right.
2: not the greatest dancer, but I got it. I got the um
1: Device. facials. Oh uh, yeah, that's well, the hardest bit. I'm I think, dancing, dancing with the
2: face a lot.
1: I like dancing, but mm. I never know what to do my face. I find mm. the face a bit embarrassing. Yeah, Maybe
2: yeah. I've got to learn there. Yeah, right. No, I don't mind that bit. Anyway, I did my dance, went really well, and the whole competition was audience vote-based. Right. And this is in West Virginia. And the MC said, oh, Anne's a comedian. I somehow ended up with the microphone, right. as I want to do. And I said to the audience, like, who loves the film Daddy Dancing? And they were like, yeah. And I said, you know what my favourite scene is? And they go, no, and they go, the abortion. And I feel like it was like someone had sucked. <laughs> like I feel like people's hair went back as the wind <laughs> went through the
1: room. Yeah.
2: And I was like, oh, especially at the moment in America. Yeah. But it's really interesting with that. <laughs>
1: did you when Did, that, no. did you that lost you there?
2: I, but interestingly, I had a lot of people come up to me because they were all staying at the resort right. and say, I, thank you for saying that.
1: Oh, wow. Or like,
2: I, that, I did vote for you because you said that.
1: Did you, was that the end of your, your yeah, set? Yeah, like, and I was right. like, it was
2: like mic drop. And then I went out the back and everyone was just like, whoa, <laughs> what have you done? And I was like, I don't know, I can't help it. <laughs> I just can't help it. <laughs> oh, so I don't know if that will make the cut.
1: Yeah. Mm. I mean, that actually sounds great. I'm trying to think, like, what's a film that I would like to be...
2: Yeah, what would be the film if, the, if you got that phone call
1: Yeah, that you just be went. like,
2: oh, my God?
1: Because, you know, one of my favourite films is Don't Look Now and I really don't want uh, to be put into that. I mean, I wonder if... Maybe it would be Labyrinth, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, like, yeah! Imagine they go, pop into... Mm. We're doing a... You've got to solve the labyrinth.
2: And would you be David Bowie?
1: Oh. Well, I was thinking I'd be Jennifer Connelly, but... <laughs>
2: Can you sing and dance? She's,
1: she's more active, isn't she? She's mm. got more to do. He's just yeah. sort of knocking about in the globe.
2: Would you be the baby?
1: He's not doing much. No. He gets thrown about by Don yeah. Barry. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. I reckon labyrinth for being a one's for mm. or singing in the rain. But I don't think oh, I've got yeah. the skills.
2: Dark Crystal.
1: Yeah, to be a girl fling. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Oh, no way.
1: No. I, I mean, that is that would be my worst gig. Mm. Go on, Lord, have a walk like a hobbit through fucking fields for nine and a half hours. Mm, Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, thank you. No, no.
2: Towards Mordor. Yeah. Wherever they're going.
1: Take a ring. Oh, look, there's some horses.
2: Mm, Rock people.
1: Yeah. Whatever. Here's a tree.
2: Yeah. I don't care. It's too long. (laughs) (laughs) We've
1: been here for days. (laughs) Uh, What is... Oh, you know there's a subcategory? Mm. Subcategory is... Troubling boners, worrying why dance It's a film that you mm. found arousing that you thought perhaps you shouldn't have.
2: Probably like some of the Police Academy movies. Okay. <laughs> or I did have a thought about um, Never Ending Story.
1: Now you're talking.
2: Because there's something going on between Sebastian and, and that bald. Is she bald? Or am I thinking of Monkey Magic? You know that the, whoever she is.
1: The sort of golden child. Yeah. Yeah. Is there
2: something sexual happening there?
1: Probably.
2: But that whole, Sebastian, call my name. Yeah. You know, that bit in there. And you're like. I don't know. I just always what? thought there was a bit of a spark there between the two of them. Yeah, yeah
1: I'm sure there is. Yeah. it's it. but I haven't I, seen it in a while, but it would make sense. But I baby? think in
2: hindsight, he's about eight and she's. Six. Is she six?
1: No, I don't know. But yeah, they're both twenty. Is she?
2: I don't know. Actually,
1: Uh, you know what? I haven't watched it in Mm. so long.
2: But probably all those, all that nerd police academy and stuff that I saw as a teenager, set off some weird sparks.
1: Set you on a weird path. Yeah, yeah. But I can't
2: think of anything in particular that's made me. Well, I'm not. I'm a girl, so I mean, I'm sure when you're a boy, you have to actually run from the. Cinema or the room, if yeah. something like that takes hold of you,
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I can remember my first sexual thought.
1: Yeah, what was? But it, it
2: wasn't. It was. It's not film, but it is visual. Which was for some reason that song by Terence Trent D'Arby, "Sign Your Name Across My Heart." The yeah. film clip for that,
1: the video, the
2: video for that. For some reason, made me have my first thought that people that something would people were doing something.
1: Oh, interesting! In a
2: sexual way, I was like, "Oh, something, tri- something."
1: Right, Tony Trent Davies yeah. up to something. Yeah, there's something going on
2: here because that was, a, I think, it was a really raunchy clip from mm. memory.
1: That's mm. interesting. Mm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sign
2: your name across yeah, the
0: Yeah, what happens to the just video? sitting
2: backwards on a
1: chair. Yeah,
2: and it's black and white and.
1: But there, might there be, things going across the screen? I think so.
2: And I think maybe a woman, like mm. dancing around with a woman or something. And I was like, well, oh, they're doing... I remember thinking, my brain going, they're doing something, those two.
0: Right. And it's
2: rude. And it's got to do with that book that mum's got in the... There was a book we had called... I don't know. It's like a book about sex, but very instructional.
1: Where did that come from?
2: One of those type books. No, it's the very famous one. I can't oh,
1: like the joy of sex. Yeah, that?
2: one of those. Ah. Like, and it was on the show and it was the only rude thing in the house. So we'd go, go and get it, and like it had those classic um, pictures of yeah. all the different sexual positions, and like we'd flick through there and go, oh, you know, as you would be the as a kid, yeah. And something about that Terence Trent D'Arby film clip made me go, they're doing
1: they're it's connected both.
2: to that book. Yeah, they've read that it's book, The
1: Book of the Dead. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, what is the objectively the greatest film of all time?
2: Mm, that's a tri- that's hard, isn't it? Yeah. And you said objectively. Yeah, I objectively. But it's a bit cheeky. I'm gonna say.
1: Yeah.
2: Don't know how this is going to go down. I'm gonna say Blues Brothers. Okay. Mm. And I've realised I like a lot of the films I love have got music in them, yeah. but I just think that I just think that's one of the best movies of all time. Okay. in terms of but then I, I think I am being subjective there because I don't know if the I don't know if the establishment would agree but yeah. it's just got it feels to me like it's got well I love music so it's got yeah. music and it's got um it's got car chases it's got you know like it's got comedy it's got
1: Karen everything Fisk, yeah.
2: yeah it's got it's got Aretha Franklin
1: yeah
2: it's got I don't know I just think it's like a film that I would watch. Happily just every day kind of.
1: Uh, well, the next question is what's the film you could or have watched the most over and over again? Is it Blues Brothers?
2: It's Blues Brothers or Grease. So, again, oh, really? I think to me it's like anything with songs in it. Yeah,
1: you love It's something
2: song? that you can, Oh, well, just feels to me like something you can go over and over and over again. I agree with that. Yeah. So, yeah, Blues Brothers or Grease for sure.
1: Uh, yeah. Mm. You're right about the re-watching of stuff with music. In fact, my three three of my favorite films—they're all, I guess, they've got musical, music or they've got songs in them.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I think that helps, doesn't it? With the because yeah. you're all you, you 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 know it's coming, yeah. and then the song starts. And you're like, oh, the song, yeah. you know.
1: The song's coming. The
2: song's coming.
1: Uh, Greece. Okay. Sure, you can have Greece. Love
2: Greece. It's not Greece two, though, is it? No, Greece two. No. <laughs>
1: No, no, no. It's all wrong Grease 2, isn't it? No, it's, I much prefer Grease 2. <laughs> oh, you like Grease 2? I love Grease 2. Really? But I have talked about it a lot on this podcast, but oh, I love you? it. It's the feminist Grease.
2: Oh, see, I e- I've seen Grease so many times. I've seen Grease 2 once and ah. just went, I don't know what's happened. And I couldn't, because they're dressed the same and yeah. they're not them. I just couldn't. Maybe yeah. I should have a rewatch.
1: Have a look. Mm. I mean, it's extraordinary. Mm. It's an extraordinary work. Look, the, the thing that Bob has always bothers me about Greece, fuck, I've talked about it, but maybe this is the first time someone's ever heard, so I'll include it. Mm. But if you have heard me say this, I apologise. Yeah. The end of Greece, he turns up dressed like her. She turns up dressed like him. Mm. She's in Levers, he's in like preppy, Yeah, stuff. that's right, yeah. They look at each other and he goes, all right, takes his off. We'll, we'll dress like me then.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: Like there's no like, chat. There's no like. Oh, that was sweet of you. All right. Well, I tell you what. We'll do a day as me, mm, and then a day as you. You're over.
2: Like, your your former life is over. Yeah. You're now just a, a merger yeah. of the two of us.
1: Now you're just going to be me.
2: You're just me. I with, never thought of that. Yeah. I haven't done a feminist uh, rewatch of it. It's an
1: assumption. Well, yeah, we'll go with the the boy one. We'll do the mm. levers. I mean, sure, she looks great. Yeah. But you know he's he's, he's he should be equal, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know when they get in that car that flies, and no one had told you that it flies. Mm. That on the way he goes tomorrow, we'll dress like you. Yeah, yeah.
2: So what do you want to do tomorrow? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> like yeah. just go
2: back to the beach and wander around, or what's on your list yeah. of things to do?
1: And so like, sorry, I assumed you seemed happy though. I think I was reading your face, but we never actually had a chat about yeah whether I should keep that cardigan on or not.
2: Are we going to do three months in Australia? and
1: Three months in Cardiff? Yeah. That sort of
2: thing. Yeah, those sort of of conversations.
1: (laughs) Those sort of conversations you could have if you understood the words coming out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, What is, okay, we don't have to be negative, we'll do it quick. What's the worst film you ever saw?
2: Crocodile Dundee 2 isn't great. Have you seen it? Clint
1: Eastwood. That's the one where the guy thinks he's Clint Eastwood. Yeah,
2: Yeah, it's just not. Like Crocodile Dundee one, obviously, yeah. classic. Yeah, but Crocodile Dundee two is not.
1: Is it? He goes to New York. Yeah, he goes yeah. to
2: New York, and obviously, so obviously, the film's been a hit with the U.S. market. Mm-hmm. So then, it, as Americans do, they're like, "Let's make it about <laughs> like, yeah, we, we, won't, New York. we won't get it unless you now bring the entire thing." <laughs> so he's just kind of in New York, and mm. this, yeah, it's not great. So <laughs> that's.
1: Is he a, a hero? He's,
2: he's a hero but someone asked me about him the other day and I'm sure this it could be tax fraud. There's something, uh, okay. there's something he's done since which is like not paid the Australian government for right. all the good times he's had off the back of being Australian, something like, I don't know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and I don't know whether he's, it might be one of those allegedly things or yeah. it might be actually
1: true. True. He's um, a bit of a naughty boy. I think he's a naughty boy. Yeah, mm. Paul Hogan. Mm. But fu- f- funny, he yeah. just didn't they just make a Crocodile Dundee son and his son film or something? Did they? I think so. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I guess. It, I guess at a certain point in Australian history, yeah, he was funny, which is like it's an important figure. Yeah,
1: him and Yahoo Serious, right?
2: Yeah, Yahoo Serious. Yeah, that was um,
1: Young
2: yeah, Einstein. Young Young Einstein. That's right. But that was a very like sort of like this this very typical view of Australia that mm. that films were pumping out that seemed to appeal to the world, which is that kind of throw a shrimp on the barbie, kangaroos. Yeah. It was know. a
1: version of you that we could accept. Yes. <laughs> that we felt kind of safe. With.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A very sort of white Aussie kind of yeah. version of Australia. So there's been a lot of those movies mm. and then there's, you know, but then there's been some interesting films as well from Australia. But it's a small,
1: yeah. small industry. But it took a while. Uh, what's that one that came out? That's like the Hitcher. The Witch. The Hitcher.
2: Oh, um, oh, I could bet. That's terrifying. Wolf Creek. Oh, Wolf
1: Creek. Fuck me. That's I just
2: switched that horrible off. Horrible
1: film. Terrible film. Horrible. Really yeah. saying.
2: Well, that's got anything. Anything with torture in it is yeah. hard. And that's got some shocking, like yeah. people tied up.
1: I hate torture stuff.
2: And it's he's a terrifying character, isn't yeah. he? But
1: Awful. that's a really well-made film. Like the first half of that film is really, mm. like, believable and you really start to care about them and then they're all yeah. like, oh, horrible. What a horrible time. That's a
2: bad time.
1: <laughs> in the bush. <laughs> yeah, what horrible t- holiday they had. Yeah. Uh, you're in comedy. Yes. Well done. Thanks. What's the film that made you laugh the most?
2: Well, there's a tricky one, but... Fr- Like, if I have to say the most laughs over the
1: most years, I think
2: Uncle Buck.
1: Oh, I love Uncle Buck. I
2: love Uncle Buck. And we watched that, that was on repeat at my house when we were growing up. So I know, you know, like, and we were, we, I guess we were like doing lines around the house about it. Just
1: coke around our family.
2: (laughs) But I, yeah, Uncle Buck.
1: Like Berlusconi.
2: Yeah. Off the back of
1: (laughs) prostitutes. Each other.
2: Uncle Buck or the Cable Guy would be oh, really? another. I think that shows, I think that's hilarious, yeah. that one. And da- that's quite dark so too. Because he's so lonely. Yeah. I was watching the scene just the other day of when he does the karaoke. Don't you want somebody to love? So funny. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think Uncle Buck wins. Okay. And how good, like John Candy. Yeah. So good. It's a
1: lovely screen presence. Yeah, what a lovely man. Yeah,
2: and just a bit of a, and he's a real, he's a real flop of a human being in that movie. Mm. Like he's the, you know, he's the the fat uncle that can't get his life together. Okay. Like I think when they call him to come and babysit because it's a
1: yeah, they're desperate.
2: it's a yeah, they're absolutely desperate for someone. They the phone rings at his house and like he's on like. Roll, like rolls off a couch, and he's like rolls into beer bottles and a pizza box. He's like, oh, like. Uh, but he comes
1: good. Yeah, yeah, it's really funny. And movies. Got always got a John Candy who always make you cry at the end.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was there was because there was the older sister,
1: yeah, who I think is. Father Brad. isn't she?
2: Um, in isn't it? Isn't it? What's her name from Dirty Dancing?
1: Who. Jennifer Grey
2: isn't Jennifer Grey the oldest sister in or am I am I made no
1: it? I think that's in um, Home Alone isn't it Oh is it I think mm. it's in Home Alone she's okay
2: I thought for some reason oh, no. it was Uncle Buck that she was
1: you might be right and I
2: don't know I might be wrong but um, yeah because there's actually a bit of a sad story there about uh-huh. her and and yeah. Uncle Buck
1: oh in in the film
2: yeah I was worried yeah, about yeah, Jennifer Grey yeah Gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and Uncle Buck like saves her and they have a because she hates Uncle Buck when he yeah. arrives. But by the end she loves Uncle Buck.
1: She's not the one in the car having sex with the man. Yeah. yeah and he, and he pulls
2: something. up next to, yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. He stops her having sex. Mm. And he's got like a drill.
2: Yeah, that's right, the yeah. drill. And he's the bit, The funniest scene when we were kids was when he goes and talks to the principal of right. that's, and one of the little kids is in trouble and she's got this awful mole. Huge mole and she, he goes, I'm, I'm um, Maisie's Moly y wart. It's like he can't stop saying. And then at the end he, gets, he flicks a dime at her. He's like, no, he's like, here's a quarter. Go downtown and get a rat to gnaw that thing off of your face. <laughs> and we used to say uh, that.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Good film. Mm. Uh, Ann Dowe Edmonds, mm. um, you've been wonderful. Thank you. However, when you were walking along a road, mm thinking about uh, the government and about serious issues, and then out of the corner of your eye, you were in Ealing, by the way, you mm. saw Nando's, mm. and your right brain went, Nando's! Yeah. And you stepped into the road, a car beat, your left brain went, step out of the road, and you stepped back onto the pavement, and a very heavy baby in a buggy, <laughs> cruising past, hit you, you fell backwards, they didn't notice, but the baby subconsciously stored it for the next 45 years. You banged your head on the pavement, blood everywhere, your head exploded. Mm. People in Nando's carried on eating their lemon and herb. And um, <laughs> because it was England, everyone was a bit embarrassed. Like, oh, she's mm-hmm. just... Do you know just mm, leave don't it. worry about it. No, someone was surreptitiously filming it on mm. a mobile. Anyway, days went past. You were just left there. People were just stepping over you, trying to ignore it. Flies were coming. It's very hot at the moment. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> you <What> for <laughs> start? started getting... It uh, started rotting. And then I was like, hasn't a- Anne Evans moved to England? I haven't seen or heard anything <laughs> from her. I start wandering around eating it, and then I see your body. Outside Nando's, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I could have a Nando's. So I go in, I have a Nando's, I <laughs> have a whole chicken, and then I'm like, oh, and I come out, and I find your body, which yeah. is now quite rotted, mm. and what's happened is, like, trees, stuff started growing through, ah, okay. through you. So it's yeah. sort of in way. That's really pie, a a way. poetic, yeah. So anyway, we have to peel you off the pavement, because chunks of cement have sealed into your skin mm. through the heat. Chop off bits of these branches and all this stuff. Anyway, manage to pile you in, get you in a coffin, pile all it in, bits of wood, bits of cement, (laughs) rotting animals. Pile it all in. Problem is, coffin is absolutely rammed. Mm. It's rammed Mm. out. Full. Full. Mm. Much more of you than we expected because of all this extra stuff. Nando's. Now there's only room. (laughs) One DVD to slide in the side with you that you're going to take across to the other side. And on the other side, it's movie night every night. And one night, it's your movie night. What film are you taking to show everyone on the other side? Anne Edmonds. Blues Brothers. It's the Blues Brothers. No one else has brought it. They're going to have a lovely night. We're
2: going to have a sing-along. You're
1: going to dance. You're going to lead the dance. You're going to do the dance face.
2: We'll have one of those bouncy balls on the word and we can just watch it over and over and over. Can you show me the
1: dance face? Really, it's, it's good for radio. It's really powerful. Good for podcasts. Uh, Anne Edmonds, uh, is there anything else you need to tell people to look out for? No,
2: I don't think so. Oh, what? Listen to The Grub.
1: Listen to The Grub. Mm. And if you find them on Patreon, let me know where they yeah. are. Because someone else and is me. pretending to be The Grub. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anne Edmonds, you've been an absolute delight. Thank you for coming Thanks, over. Thanks, Brett. Have a wonderful time on the other side. I will. And enjoy your Nandos. Thanks, mate. Good night. Thank you very much. See you. So that was episode 62. Join the Patreon for the extra content at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. And if you do enjoy the show, please subscribe and give it five stars. And instead of putting a review, which you can, of course you can, go for it. Do this thing that I've started getting people to do, and I love it. Write your own film that meant the most to you because your experience that happened around it. Write that instead of a review, and I'll read it, and I'll love it, and have a little laugh and have a little cry. Some people have started doing it. It looks great. Also, if you do do that, it helps numbers. And it means more people get to hear it. I can keep making it. You can keep listening to it, etc., etc., until we all die and the world explodes. Thank you so much to Anne Edmonds for doing the podcast. You must check out her own one, The Grub. I love it. Thank you to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to Acast for hosting it, to Adam Richardson for the graphics, and Lisa Lydon for the photography. Come join me next week, where my special guest is Peep Show co-creator and all-round legend, Mr. Sam Bain. But in the meantime, have a lovely week and please be excellent to each other.